Abundant Women Collective virtual event. I am so excited you are here. Um, this is, well, you're going to get to meet Jane in just a second. But first, I want to know if this sounds like something you've struggled with. Um, maybe have trouble studying scripture on your own. Or if you're heavily reliant on devotionals, like you just read devotionals and maybe not your actual Bible. Or have you ever found that reading the Bible feels overwhelming or intimidating? This is your session. <laughs> My friend Jane Johnson is here to help us with all the things Bible reading. Um, I'm going to copy this from her because I stole this, Jane, from one of your Instagram posts from a few months ago, weeks ago. Mm -hmm. That Jane did a survey recently of one website's complete list of devotionals for one day. And she was looking at the word count ratios of his word versus like the devotional writer's words. And she found that out of over 90 devotionals, the average his to her ratio was 17 to 100, <laughs> meaning they're made up 70% of God's word and like a bajillion of someone else. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was like a great kicker that devotionals are great, but there's a time and place for them. And mm -hmm. so many of us, I've been caught on the devotional diet too, um, consume so much of what someone else is saying about God's word versus like God's actual word, but I'm totally getting ahead of myself. So before we go into this conversation, Jane helps women like you and I dig deeper into God's word and transform our quiet time forever. She's also a miracle mom out of three and the decade long wait for them forced her to dig into the depths of scripture just to survive the heartache. Without that, she says that she wouldn't be here. So never underestimate the wait for one calling. It could be the caveat that creates the lifelong one. I love mm -hmm. that. Jane, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing all of your wisdom with us. Thank you for having me. It's so special. So fun. And I obviously love your topic. And so I didn't mean to jump all the way in, but I was like, wait, first, let's introduce her. <laughs> you can't um, not. I mean, once you go down that train, it's so I, I could talk about it all day long. So yes, and it's a little spicy. So I love it. Mm -hmm. That's, so that's me, a little bit of spice. <laughs> What brought you to this point? Like what brought you to teaching women how to actually dig into scripture? Well, so you said in the bio, I'm a miracle mom at a three and my, I waited for 10 years before we got pregnant. And so that was really like those 10 years were really the biggest caveat to that. And so basically I was digging down deep into the little half inch margins between chapters that represented 10, 15, 20 years, right? I was digging down deep and reading these things and, you know, like not satisfied with commentaries and just doing what I could to survive to figure out how to not let go of the Lord in this long, arduous wait. And as I was studying so intently, so in depth, um, I just understood that everything that I was learning and the things that I was digging up that was blowing my mind weren't just for me to write down in a prayer journal and like tuck up and go gather dust on a shelf. So I just started teaching at Bible studies and that led to women's conferences. And so I shifted from teaching the Bible to now also teaching women how to study the Bible because I realized after these conferences that women are so hungry to know how to study the Bible like the Bible teachers do because I would have 
women that would line up to talk to me after I was done speaking and they wouldn't ask about like my personal life or whatever. They would say over and over again, how did you learn to study that way? Can you teach me? I want to do the same thing. And so that just sort of naturally turned into, you know, a quick like free webinar like 10 years ago and then a little PDF how-to guide and then a book and then a course. And so like more and more and more women are like, I need to know this. I want to know this. How do I do this? So that's kind of the very short version of the answer to your question. (laughs) I love that because you saw a need, you had done it so well for yourself, desperately so, but Mm -hmm. then if it came Mm -hmm. where your miracles took place and you didn't just put God on a shelf and be like, thanks so much. Peace out, dude. It, Mm -hmm. It created a hunger in you. And I love that about you, that you are so passionate about and accessible to having women learn how to read scripture. And right. so you saw the need and you created something, lots of things really, uh, which we'll get to at the end, but mm-hmm. to, to help women dig into scripture. And so yeah. what do you see with, um, I don't want to say problem, but kind of the problem with women mm-hmm. just using devotionals. Uh, well, my biggest thing with it is I see, I have to be so careful with this because I I've, have written devotionals and mm-hmm. I have lived in devotionals. So a lot of that 10 year decade of waiting, I spent circling around in the streams of the desert devotional. So, and God spoke to me radically through that. So I'm not discounting them altogether. We're just putting the wrong weight on it. And my brother-in-law loves to say, you're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. And that's exactly like what's happening. Like we're, we're putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong thing. And we're going to these devotional and we're, we're reaching for them first. And the thing with them is that there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just like, there's, there's, they're all random essays of random verses that are plucked out of different things. And so it's a little bit of Russian roulette of like, you find yourself like hopping around to five different devotions until you find the one that, oh, that's the one I see myself in, right? Instead of going and seeking God's word first and not reading five words of a verse from his Bible and then 50 words of somebody else's thoughts about what God is saying. That's what we're doing. Instead of learning his voice, we're learning to recognize that woman's writing voice instead of God's unique Holy Spirit speaking voice in our lives. But the trouble is that the the church teaches us that we have to have a quiet time and we have to study the Bible, but they don't teach us how to do that. It's kind of like, I kind of joke about how it's kind of how they treat abstinence. Like they tell teenagers, you need to stay pure, but they don't give you actionable steps of like, let's not unbutton the shirt. Let's keep the clothes on. Right. It's, it's the same thing. Like they're not teaching you how to actually do it. You're left to your own defenses. So you just reach for the fill in the blank Bible study and the devotional. And because you're not taught how to, look up word definitions, how to cross-reference, how to do all that stuff. So anyway, I could, I could literally go on this all day long. (laughs) Yeah. And another thing that you said that I find like, well, was a pro it was a problem for me. So I won't say for everyone, because there, I do agree. There is time and place. If you spend time in God's word first, then by all means, let's study about like, let's get some verses on anxiety to help you, or let's read the version app or whatever. Right. But that, is after. Right. But then also mm-hmm. it's, and I have totally been guilty of this. It's some, not all devotionals, but some devotionals help, um, take God's word and apply it to ourself. Mm-hmm. And I want women so much to read God's word, to know who he is first. Like right. I want every woman to know who God is because that's our story. Like we get to mm-hmm. see ourselves through Christ, but if we don't know who he is, right. we don't know what he's done. Then how can we 
be a confident woman of God if we're like missing those big pieces. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so well, I think the other th- the other thing that they do is that they train you to expect a light bulb moment every single morning. So when women try and just like do a reading plan and read on their own, they get bored or they don't understand what they're reading because nobody's explaining it to them. And the way these devotionals work, they are very short length essays. So you take out the fluff and you hit the PowerPoints and the jaw dropping moments. And so you expect that every single time. And that's wow. like, that's not sustainable in any relationship in a friendship in a marriage like your husband's not going to be showing up with these like dramatic shows of romance every single day it's not going to happen right you're going to be disappointed and so women haven't learned to sit in that kind of boredom and not melancholy but like what's the other m word Uh, mundane the mundaneness of like the everyday and just being satisfied with enjoying god's presence whether or not you have this light bulb moment or he's like speaks profoundly to you, but just like being able to sit down and be like, God, I just love being in your word, whether or not like I'm in the book of numbers. That's a little, that can be mind numbing or it could be amazing. Or I'm on like some mountaintop gospel story, you know, like we haven't figured out how to just enjoy God in the everyday without needing something from him all the time. Right. Yeah, that's so good. That and so true. I feel like that um we won't go fully down this train, but I feel like social media also plays a role in that mm-hmm. even for like uh us as like creators, like content creators, people. Yeah. I feel like every morning and I do share, so maybe I hopefully don't make other women feel this way, but I try and share the real life version of what my Bible study time looks like because sometimes mm-hmm. it is quiet. Sometimes Yeah. So it's not quiet. Sometimes I have a toddler with me, like mm-hmm. to show all the different ranges. And then sometimes yeah. I do get a word from God and I'm like, this is so good. Like, let's share it. But this was my, my notes from this morning in my quiet time. I, my three-year-old came to scribble and help take notes with me. So I'm just like agreeing with you. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> yes. I want it to be like perfect, beautiful chair in the corner and rug mm-hmm that is not reality 98% of the time. And so we maybe have that idea that it has to look a certain way, but then we also, like you were saying, have this idea that it has to be a certain, we have to hear this audible voice of God Mm -hmm. every single time. And, and I think like, I see other content creators like, Oh man, they got this good word. Like God, where's my word. And then of course I'm convicted, like, wait, Sam, come on. But what we see so much in the online space or on the U version or what pick an app, any app isn't mm-hmm. true to like the everyday mundane getting in your word, creating that discipline and mm-hmm. habit of it is hard, but yeah, yeah. it's so worthwhile. And I feel like we have this rose colored glasses otherwise. Oh, for sure. And even like I have a course that teaches women how to study the Bible and I actually even changed the name of quiet time. I don't call it quiet time in my course because calling it a quiet time sets up that expectation of what you're talking about. Like you have this expectation that you have to sit quietly, you have to read, you have to like journal and pray for 15 minutes and cross it off your list and tie it up in a pretty little red bow. And it's not like that, first of all. Second of all, people have very different learning styles. So if you are a kinesthetic learner and you have to move around and do things, then sitting quietly and reading is like you want to like 
claw your eyes out, right? So I call it morning digging, which is it just set, it shifts the expectation, right? So instead of an expectation of quiet, you're now having this expectation of like, no, I'm going to dig around and I'm going to find what I can find. And like, like seeking you shall find, like I'm seeking, I'm digging, I am looking actively for where God is going to be speaking to me today, you know? And yeah, I just love that. So good. Speaking of unexpected things, if you see a redhead pop her head out, though she shouldn't be, (laughs) welcome to Abundant Woman. (laughs) Welcome to reality. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we've talked about devotionals. We've talked about quiet time, reading time. But how, how then, like, give us the good juicy meat. How can we move away from devotionals to scripture for ourselves? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have a, a class that's called Unlearn Quiet Time. And actually, if you go on, um, I'll give you the link. If you go on to my site, um, gosh, I don't have it right in front of me. I think it's digyourwell.com slash unlearn. If you go on there, I think it charges like 20 or $24. If you use the code unlearn, you'll be able to get it for free and you can go through this class. And it's basically talking about all the different ways that the, um, statistic that you read off in the beginning, um, I have downloads in there where you can, um, do a 30 day, a 60 day, a 90 day time tracker where you are basically like cutting off the, the devotional and like ticking off a day to like keep yourself in check and then taking that and replacing that with like a reading plan. And like, I talk about the different steps that you can do of like first you read and then you cross-reference and like the, my favorite Bible software. So there's really tangible things, but the tricky part is that, um, it, you can feel very disoriented when you start reading without, the dependency of a devotional to tell you where you're supposed to be reading that morning and you're setting that aside, it can feel very uncomfortable. Like, I don't even know where to start. I don't understand what I'm reading, all these things. And it's almost like this is kind of dramatic, but in some circumstances, it's like um, detoxing kind of, you know, like you're quitting an addiction because we're addicted to these devotionals. And when you're you know, setting them aside, the first seven days is going to be really hard because all you want to do is like, go, like you said, scroll through your version, check off that plan. Check, like some people have like seven different plans that they're reading. Right. So basically the biggest thing is to delete the app, give yourself, like, I'm going to take 30 days to do like a devotional diet. Basically, I'm going to cut that off. I'm going to delete the apps and like, you know, it's like when you're trying to quit smoking and you're putting a patch on your arm, just like trying to find a habit or somebody to hold you accountable. Of like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to reach for this instead. And you're shifting the weight and you're asking God at the same time, God speak to me in ways that you've never spoken before and have the discernment to say, gosh, I think that's God. And you write that in your prayer journal and see what happens the next day. And over time, you're going to start learning to recognize the voice of God speaking uniquely to you in your life and in your morning. So yeah. So delete the app. And while you're deleting apps, maybe just delete all of them. So much better. <laughs> um, commit, yeah. spend 30 days committing. That's yeah. a good time, mm-hmm. which in our microwave society feels like a lot, but it's literally a month. Like yeah. we can do things in a month. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. Asking God to speak to us. And I know this sounds silly or it might sound silly, but literally what does that look like for women that aren't used to hearing God speak? Can we just Mm -hmm. be like, Hey God, I really need you to speak to me. Like, what does that look like? Okay. So 
in my experience, it's um, God repeating things over and over and over again. So there's two different things. I'm going to tell you two different things. Um, I'm getting ready to speak in September at a women's conference, and um, they had me praying about what God would have for these women of just seeing what he would kind of reveal to me. And which always feels like pressure of like, gosh, I better not get this wrong. Right. So I'm not even joking for like two weeks straight. I always have, I don't know if you guys have worship 24 seven. It's like a national kind of radio station. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's like the good kind of worship with no commercials. I'm not advertising for them, but that radio station is always playing in my car. Right. So every, for like, two weeks straight, every single time I would get in my car and turn it on. Well, pause. Before that, I thought, gosh, I feel like I'm supposed to be teaching on breakthrough because I feel like it's kind of a, a buzzword right now. It's super trendy. Christians are saying that word a lot. It's only used once in the Bible, which I don't even have time to go down this road. And I haven't even really fully prepared this, but I started thinking maybe this is the theme for this. So then I started getting into my car and every single time I would turn on my car, like it was always turning on the car. The music that would be playing was a chorus on a song that had the word breakthrough in it. They're singing about a breakthrough, four different songs over and over and over again. So I kept texting Avery. I was like, uh, I think this is it. And then I was like, this is really comical. Okay. This is really dumb. It's absolutely the theme, right? Of like, where like God just keeps repeating himself where, you know, like you are praying about something and then you see it in a post and then it's repeated in a devotional that you're reading or whatever. Um, and then the second way that God speaks to me, this is really kind of kooky, but it happens all the time where like if I'm reading and I'm cross-referencing, we're like, you're reading in your Bible and there's a center margin that has like all these other uh, references that point to other verses. And if I'm reading like Psalm 23, one and it points to a verse in John or something like say I'm looking for John 13 and I'll go to flip over to that verse and I either look up the wrong reference where it's like John 12 and I accidentally look up 13 or I'm going to that verse and I'm actually talking out loud to myself like I'm saying the reference okay John 13 but I really say Acts 13 or whatever you know like it's the accidental cross-reference that God literally interrupts me and like takes me to the verse that he was originally intending me to go so these are things that like it's not scriptural like I don't have a verse that points to this but it's just like it's happened enough that you learn to see these like personality quirks of the uniqueness that God speaks to you and it's like your inside joke with him right that only you and him get so that's why I'm, I'm saying like you can take all the courses and you can do all the classes and like do all these things to like learn to study how this Bible teacher does or learning her writing voice or whatever. But God's going to speak to you altogether differently than he's going to speak to me or to Sam or to whoever. Right. And so learning to trust that and having the the bravery and the faith to believe that God is going to speak to you just as clearly as he does to the Bible teachers is really brave. And I feel like God really will honor that kind of faith. So I love that. Yes. Yeah. And hundred percent and being still like mm -hmm. asking God to speak to you in his unique way, but then waiting for it, expecting yeah. it. Right. Like, yeah, I feel like so many times it'd be like, Hey God, can you please speak to me about this? And then I'm just going to open my Bible in a verse. I'm just going right. to read that. That's going to be for me. Like, Bible what? roulette. Right. <laughs> What are you doing putting a time capsule on the creator of everything? Right. Like, calm mm -hmm. down, sister friend. And I've been guilty of that. So, like, 
there's no shame here, but also just sit and wait and be still, which mm-hmm. we get to do. And I love that. Another yeah. thing you mentioned, it's, it's really hard for me to sit and be still. Like it's really yeah. hard for me to just like ask God a question and then sit in silence. I can't, my brain is just too busy to do that. So I just will ask. That's why I write my my prayers and prayer journals. Is that like I just start writing and then I start looking up verses and in my activity, like it's sort of an activity of stillness, I guess. But like, but that's a challenge too that I need to challenge myself to just like try and sit and be still and like force myself to see how but God would you're going to the net, you're going into Bible, which yes, technically isn't still, but it's not like, okay, the timer's done. I finished yeah. my devotional. Now I have to go move on or whatever. And mm-hmm. not saying that he can't speak to us whenever, because like, honestly, the stillest I am is in the shower because nobody's right. there, but like yeah. worship music, same thing. Worship music's a huge thing for me. But so I hear a lot of things in songs and So that confirmation, but if I'm not expecting it and like waiting for it and then I'll miss it completely. I'll just like, this is a really great random song. And God's like, hello. (laughs) Totally. Or then you find yourself on the flip side where you're like, God speak to me. And then like, he starts repeating that same word and you're like, whatever, I'm, I'm overthinking this. I'm making this happen. Like you start car shopping and all of a sudden that's the only car that you see. Right. And so I do that all the time where I start second guessing when God's like, no, no, I'm answering. I'm talking to you right now. And you're like, no, that's just me. I'm making that up. I'm trying too hard. Right. (laughs) So you're just out doubting. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally. Uh, I, yeah, I can definitely, we've all been to both of those sort of scenarios. Yeah. Um, Another thing you mentioned that I think is really important, not just because it's my heart, but community. I feel Mm -hmm. like, well, there's biblical context for this and like those cute little memes that surrounding yourself, like it with people who are also trying to dig into scripture, it matters because I've been in scenarios where like, I'm really trying to study the word. Like I did, uh, the date, nope, the I forgot what you call it, but it's where you read the Bible in 30 days. There's like a name for it. Okay. But, uh-huh. and so, I mean, the you're spending camp like, or whatever. Yes. You're spending like yeah. two hours in the, and I had people that were so close to me be like, you're doing too much. Or like, that's a little like too holy or too extravagant. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. really actually trying to like reset the craving for the word. And, and at one point I questioned what God had already told me by reading the Bible mm-hmm. in 30 days, because I had other people speak mm-hmm. into my life. And so community, when you find people, whether it's in Jane's group, which we'll get to, or here at the Abundant Woman, we're almost trying to encourage you to read your Bible, but find even one little sister friend who's like, yes, you can do, they don't have to do it with you, but they can encourage Mm -hmm. you and empower you and be your cheerleader to dig in scripture. Yeah. Totally. And you know what? It's funny that you say that because I, when I created my course, the school of scripture, I didn't realize that as a result of that would come this community of women. And I've only taken two cohorts. I just launched it for the first time last fall and I've done two cohorts of women. And I was like, I can't even tell you how happy I was because people, these women were texting me of like, I just spent an hour and a half digging around and God spoke this crazy thing. And like, they're all excited. And I'm like, I feel seen because I've spent the last 20 years of my life digging so in depth and studying so in depth in a way that I don't know anybody else that does because I've taught myself and it's hard for me to have conversations with people because they don't study that way. And so it's almost like, like 
it goes over their heads or their eyes kind of glaze over and I can tell when I'm losing them. And so now that I have this community of women that now study the same way that I do and like are having those light bulb moments is amazing to have, you know, and it spurs you on to then go see what they're discovering and be like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Did you see this? Or did you check out that cross reference? And it's like this mutual, like, I don't know, fire. It's so fun. That's exactly fire. It's that mutual. Yeah. Fire. That's a good Mm -hmm. part. And I love that you have that and you've created that, which is bonus. Yeah. Um, Okay. Before we wrap up with all the goodness, can you, for the woman listening, who's like, yes, I'm going to do these four things that we talked about. I really want to just set aside the devotional. Can you just encourage her and equip her to just go get it? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. We are in a culture age where we have to have to know our word, particularly like what I was talking about with like the buzzword of like breakthrough and all these things. Like, what does that mean from a biblical sense? Like, do do we understand what a breakthrough is and how it looks? And, you know, like we can listen to all the podcasts and all the Bible teachers and all the things, but we also have to be fact checking them. And we have to be able to go down, take what they're saying, look in depth at the depths of the Greek and Hebrew word definitions and the root words and the stem and the, all of these things and know, okay, yes, you're correct. I can keep following you. Or I don't know, that's a little twisted. I'm going to set you aside for a while. You know, we have to be so careful who we're paying attention to, what we're fighting for. We have to know what we're standing for and we have to do it with kindness. And so we have to just know God's word so intimately so that if we're defending our faith or we are holding our ground for our children and the culture that they're being raised in, we know that we're quoting God's heart and his word and not hers. That's that's misinterpreting or softening or dumbing down or whatever, you know? So we just have to know God's word for ourselves. So however you can start to chip away at the habit and get more of God's word, even if it's like you're doing five devotionals, maybe do three and then spend 10 minutes reading God's word, you know? Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing, but we really need to... shift the weight so that our weight is on God's word and then just a tiny little bit of dessert, right? Of the devotional dessert after. So yeah, I could just like exhort you all day long of we have to, have to. And this is the beauty of it is that once you start digging, it's addicting. Like you can't get enough and you start actually like I have, I've been up since 4.30 because I had a three-year-old alarm clock this morning, but my typical alarm clock goes off at 5 a.m. every day. And I wake up excited to dig in because I'm like, I can't wait to see what I'm going to learn today. It's like, it's life changing. So I, I can't say enough about it. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, Jane, that is just for you, sister friend, shut up the lies because you can also ask Holy Spirit, like Jane had to get there, right? Like right. you had to earn that. And she went through a season you heard in the beginning of her life that trained her to need the word desperately. And so that Mm -hmm. might not be your story either, but you can ask Holy spirit. I am not a morning person. Your girl wakes up early now to get her word in before the day, because I've made it a priority. And because I've asked Holy spirit, like put a craving in me. I want more of you. I want to be with you. Please like stir up desire in my heart to be with you. Right. And you can also pray. I do this so many times where I'm like, I'm exhausted. 
I'm so tired. I know that I'm going to hit my alarm and just turn it off in the morning. And so even I've done this so many times and God has honored this prayer so many times where I'm going to sleep at night and I'm like, God, I know I'm not going to be able to wake up in the morning. Can you wake me up tomorrow? Like you have to wake me up. And he will like 10 minutes before my alarm goes off. Even like after the alarm goes off and I've shut it off, he'll still wake me up or I'm like awake. And I, and then it's convicting because you know that you prayed that the night before and you can't just roll over and be like, thanks God, I'm going back to sleep. Right. You're like, dang it. I have to get up. Now. Oh, yes. right. and then for me the energy right. <laughs> totally i'll get an extra coffee today yes. That's yeah. um okay jane thank you before mm-hmm. we wrap it up we are i just want you to share a little bit you have a free gift for us which i'm super excited for mm-hmm. i've already taken this quiz and so share about your um quiz so if you go to janejohnson.com slash quiz, I have a 45 second, it's like maybe seven or eight questions. It's like a personality test. Basically it's called what's your quiet time sweet spot. And it's tapping into what we've already talked about, about, you know, like you don't, we all, we all have different personality types and learning styles and things. And you answer these seven or eight different questions and it spits out your quiet time sweet spot. Um, so it breaks down, there's five different personality types. And then based on those personality types, you're assigned a particular type of Bible study, whether it's a topical study, a word digging study, like there's five of them. So you go through the personality quiz, it matches you with your best personality. So the instant result on the computer screen is a synopsis of this is your personality type. These are some scriptures that you might be able to Um, that you should start studying or digging into. And then this is your Bible study type that fits you the best. So that's like one little nugget. And then you're also going to be emailed a free how-to guide for how to execute that type of study to get you started. So it's really like you have no excuse, basically. (laughs) Which I love, which I love. Mm -hmm. Jane, one of my favorite parts about you is because you have the, I mean, not favorite parts. I love you, but favorite parts. I love you. Is, um, you have the school of scripture, which is, Mm -hmm. um, like not a beginner's right. And so it's sort of like, it's not a beginner's, but it's so good. And it's Mm -hmm. so like life-changing. And then Mm -hmm. you created this amazing thing, but then you also start for the beginner. So like, mm-hmm. please, wherever you are on your Bible digging journey, be encouraged that Jane has created things free and not free and upcoming fun, free things, um, mm-hmm. for you to get plugged in at. And she's wa- mm-hmm. willing to use her brain and resources to teach you start here with this quiz and then move on up. And I love that mm-hmm. you provided this wealth of knowledge for the everyday woman who mm-hmm. isn't going to seminary and isn't mm-hmm. doing masters or any of that. Like, thank yeah. you for teaching us to dig in our scriptures for ourselves. And thank mm-hmm. you for coming a part of this virtual event. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to see, like, I want to go back and watch all of the different things. And that's my favorite part about these types of events is how God weaves one underlying thing together. So talk about repeating. I'm curious to see what it is with this. Oh, it's so fun because I've already seen some of it. So yes, go back and watch all the speakers. Yeah, I can't wait. Faith is a big, Mm -hmm. heavy theme of this event and you are a huge Mm -hmm. part of that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.